Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is a podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. This episode is the audio from a talk I gave at Wentworth Institute of Technology on community leadership. I very much enjoyed the interaction with the students and people from industry, and hopefully you'll hear how passionate I am about this topic. So even if you don't strive to build a giant community yourself, it doesn't mean that this episode is not for you. A community can be a group of six people in your office, a group of friends, your family, or a cause you're passionate about. There's a very good chance there's some place in your life that your leadership is needed. Today's show is brought to you by Central, commercial carpenters and supporters of our conversations. Enjoy the show. Good evening, Wentworth. I guess we'll call it Wentworth, right? But we Wentworth and trade associations and industry. Uh, thanks for having me. I, yeah, I'm happy to do all the things that we do and stay involved here. I, I love coming back. Uh, but tonight, you're going to learn about what it takes to build a community. And even if you're not interested in building this gigantic network with lots of people, the hope is that you can see the value in building even a small community a community at a place where you work or school or anything that you're passionate about, wherever. There's value in having a community and in some cases leading a community. And if you're not necessarily inclined to lead a community, at least you should be part of a community. So I'm hoping that's what you'll get out of this tonight. I think a great place to start is what is a community? I would say the people up on the screen exhibit characteristics of a community. And if you look at the definition, or one of the definitions is few, but I liked this one where it says, a community is a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. And I would say more importantly is experiences. Shared experiences are very powerful. When you've gone through things together with people and you've shared similar experiences, you really relate to those people that went through those similar experiences. For example, not to be uh, Debbie Downer at the moment, and her name was actually Debbie, but my sister passed away seven years ago. And I'll tell you, to this day, the one thing that like, obviously I miss her, as you can see, I'm choking up just a tad, but it's the shared experiences that I miss the most because she was my only sibling, and there's no one else that had those experiences that we had. My parents were there, but it's like you are experiencing Wentworth as a student, a professor experiences that different, and a parent experiences different than a child. So when there are certain foods that my grandmother would have cooked at Christmas time, like, uh, that's what I miss the most, right? So those shared experiences are very powerful. You know, and we talked about the Wentworth community. And other than the Wentworth community, what community are we part of? Everybody in this room, would you say? Nice and loud, I couldn't tell who said it. Construction. Yeah, you covered your mouth while you said it. That's right, construction. And we're gonna help get people appreciative when they speak up. So that's a lesson for everybody, right? So she now has a sweatshirt with a crane on it, right? That says construction because we're part of the construction community. And if you look at me, 
What am I wearing that people in construction wear? Work boots. And I have good branding, right? So you get a sweatshirt with a work boot, right? And I'll fix the sizes if they're not the right sizes after. That's just a prop, so we need to, we need to keep it moving. People in construction wear certain things. And that's a way you can tell. That's a shared experience, a shared way of dressing, right? We've got a uniform going up there. And you might wear high-vis and work boots in a hard hat. Those are people that are in construction, that's what they wear. And even if you're an office dweller like Dan and Sean, and you're a project manager, and Sean was just saying he, wants, he loves being on site, so I'm just teasing him. But you could be a PM or an estimator or scheduler, but when you go out to site, you're putting on work boots, you're putting on a vest, you're putting on a hard hat, that's what people who in, are in construction, in the construction community, that's what we do. And we eat off coffee trucks, and we pee in plastic boxes where people write poems and sharpies on them. That's what people in construction do. I would say we also like certain things, right? We like big cranes, and giant ductwork, and bulldozers. Shiny stainless, Shiny stainless steel, or galvanized steel. Like, who cares about galvanized steel? We care about galvanized steel, right? So those are the shared experiences values, goals that we share as someone in construction. When we share those experiences and feel those same things, we have a certain amount of connection. That's our community. But what is a community not? It's not something that you build neatly, right? So we're here talking about building a community. You don't build it neatly. You have boxes here with a pyramid where they're all stacked nicely. And that's not how a community gets built, a community grows. So you might say, okay, I wanna start a community, I wanna lead a community, so I'm gonna spin up a web page, get some social media pages, get a Discord so people can communicate, and I'm gonna collect emails, and I'm gonna send out an email newsletter, and I'm gonna build all these boxes, and I'm gonna build a community, and I'm gonna sit on top. But that's not a community, that's tools. That's infrastructure. That might be how your community communicates, but it's not the community itself. The people with the shared values, goals, and all those things we talked about are the community. So it's not something you build, and guess what? You're not the leader. Now I'm sure you're sitting here saying, Joe, I'm pretty sure I read the title slide and I'm pretty sure this whole panel series is about leadership. So aren't we here talking about leadership? Kind of. And we'll get to that in a minute. But we still haven't kind of figured out what a community is. I, sh I told you about what are kind of the attributes and it's this shared experiences, goals, interests, clothing, that type of thing. It's a network and it's kind of messy. And I could have made this more messy. And there's rings to it, and there's lots of people, and they're connected in some way. But this person out here is not connected with the person on the other side other than through the center. So you are not the leader, but you are the center. And now John Cribbs is at home, 
And that's good because he'd probably be mad because he probably thinks he's the center, but I know and you all know that Mike is the center, right? And there's lots of inputs and outputs in a community. And when people are talking back and forth and things are going through you, trust me, I know it's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. The association people probably feel this same thing, right? You have all these people involved with these groups and they have differing competing interests and they want things and it's all kind of flowing through an association or a person, right? And now take a look at this picture and see all the stuff that's going on. Close your eyes for a second. How many, how many dots, how many nodes are in this network? Guess, say out loud quick, somebody. How many? 30. <laughs> 30. Very close. But you might look at this and it seems like a lot. There's only 27 nodes on there. And that's a lot of information. And when this thing starts to grow, each ring you're adding, it gets more and more complex and it becomes more and more work. It gets really messy and it becomes a lot of work. So in order to build a community that you're the center of, maybe the leader at some times, you have to love it. And I chose this young lady for the picture for a reason. First of all, because she's smiling, because she loves it, right? She's happy, she's smiling. So if you've got to deal with all these people wanting information and, hey, can you make a phone call for me to meet with this person and that person, all of which in the short run is getting you nothing, you have to love it. You have to enjoy it. And the other reason I chose this picture, if you look at her eyes, she's a little crazy too. So you have to both love it, and I know at times I feel like her, right? Where there's all these things pulling at you, like even this thing here. I had some other meeting that I run this morning. I'm trying to do my work. I was supposed to go to Paris on Friday, so yesterday I'm canceling flights, and I've got a meeting that's doing nothing for me from a business perspective in the morning. This talk is doing nothing for me from a business perspective in the afternoon, but it's part of the deal, and it's hectic, but it's worth it, and you'll see why it's worth it. So in order to build a community that you'll center and in some cases lead, you have to love it. You've got to be a little crazy, too. You have to love the topic, love the mission, love the community, because if not, you won't do the work. I would have called and been like, oh yeah, construction fire safety partnership, yeah, I can't make it, have somebody else run the thing. I've got too much going on, I'm trying to plan my trip. But if you love it, like I like being here and meeting you guys and seeing what sweatshirts are, and I stole a clip from their podcast, because I love this, and I think the stuff they were talking about was great, and I put it into mine, right? So those things are wonderful, and you will do the work if you love it like that. And also, if you want the accolades, you want Ilya saying how great I am, right? The attention or the money, it won't work. I didn't set out to build a community. It happened because I loved talking about this stuff. And I was therefore willing to do the work without any accolades, without any money coming to me for it. But it was worth it because I love it.
It's doing the dirty work that won't get you a damn thing that will get you everything eventually. So how do you do it? I've been talking loosely a little bit about how you actually, like how you go about it, but getting down to brass tacks, how do you do it? How do you build that community or network or lead? First one is, I've said it already, you have to love it. Trade association there in the middle, the AGC. Cigar meetup with some friends. You love those people, you love the topic, it becomes very easy. Still a ton of work. I spend a day and a half a week on a podcast. That's probably a stupid idea. Should probably find a better way to do that. But I love it. And it makes that work worth it. So choose something that lights your fire. Doesn't have to be construction. For me, it was construction. But whatever lights your fire, choose that and you'll do the work. Put others first. And I'm not pretending I'm a hero, but I'm here and I sit on the stupid IAB when I really don't have time because that's the deal. You have to put other people first if you want to have a community. Up here, that's Jim Ansara. He's the guy that founded Shawmut Design and Construction. He's now the CEO of Build Health International. Brian McPherson, head of Youth Build Boston. This was a podcast we did. It was a live stream. I didn't know the tech. I had to hire two video people to figure out how to stream multiple cameras and all this jazz. But it was worth it because these are two people that are doing positive things in our industry, in the construction industry. The gentleman on the left is putting people to work in our industry. And if we're in this industry and we love it and we're in the same network, we want more people. We want all of you to come in our industry and work on our jobs. And what do we have to do to show up here and encourage that? We'll do that. Youth Build is doing that. That's something I want to support. And if you think about it, and again, it sounds like I'm standing up here trying to sound like I'm Mother Teresa, and it's not. I enjoy it, and I get stuff out of this too. This isn't philanthropy. But I probably paid a couple grand in AV folks coming from Rhode Island to film this, plus ad dollars I put behind it to try and get the words out, and then the time I spent doing this that I probably could have spent working and making money. So instead of making money, I'm losing money. So the delta gets pretty big. But the goal of somebody who's a leader is to put other people's first. And you need to be willing to do that. And that means also putting out things that are not good for your business. I'm a code consultant. I need to put out information that helps people understand the code. If I do that, though, they're not calling me to answer the question for them. But if I'm committed to the community, what does the community need? The community needs that information. I have to put the community before myself, because if not, everybody has a great bullshit meter. 
And if I'm putting myself first, people are going to realize real quick, oh, this guy's in it for himself. He's not in it for the community. He's in it for himself. He's putting things out there that put him first. Now, granted, I'm in business. I want to make money off of this. I want to get a better network. I'm not, again, Mother Teresa. But it can't just be selfish, right? So you have to put others first. Now I need the older folks in the room. This is a movie. My guess is before anyone on this half of the room was born. But this gentleman here, Alec Baldwin, even the young folks are familiar with him because he just killed somebody on a set. But other than that, he worked for, was it Mitch and Meyer, I think? Supposedly some venture firm, and they bought this company. And he shows up from downtown to talk to all the salespeople in the room. And he sits them all down, and he's berating them, telling them how terrible they are. And as he's berating them, one guy walks to the back of the room, he grabs the coffee, and goes to pour it in his cup. And what does Alec Baldwin say to him? <laughs> yeah. Put the coffee down. Coffee is for closers. And the guy's sitting there. And then he proceeds to tell them that you have all lost your jobs. You are all fired. And the bad news is you have one week to try and keep it. And whoever is first place in sales gets a Cadillac. Second place, a set of steak knives. Everybody else, you lose your job. How's he for a leader? Not too good, right? And I wish I had a more current reference. I don't. But this one's just so perfect. And then he proceeds to go to the board. And he's hyper-focused on closing, right? That's why he said, coffee's for closers. Put the coffee down. So I want you to look at always be closing and think always be helping. With that intensity, because he goes up and he says, A, B, C, always be closing. You want to think about where you're going to go to dinner, where you're going to go on your fucking date, where you're going to do this, do that. You're not doing it. If you're not thinking about closing, you're fired. So that's the passion that he brings to it, and it's quite a tirade. Go on YouTube and watch it. He swears a lot more than I am. What do you say? Glenn Gary, Glenn, no, yeah, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Glenn Gary, Glenn, Glenn Ross. But if you just do Alec Baldwin, always be um, closing. closing, I was saying helping, you'll find it. It's a great scene. That's what you need to do for your community. With that same intensity, always be helping. Entertain them, solve their problems, make them laugh, help them connect. Help them connect by a platform. Help them connect by making a phone call or an intro email. Bring them value. If I can simplify it, bring the community value. Know your shit. 
And if you don't know your shit, tell people that. Okay, because I already talked about how easily people snuff out a bullshitter. You can't fool anybody. This fake it till you make it doesn't work. Now you're going to say, I am a college student. I am no expert in anything. But you don't have to be an expert in anything. If you tell people that you're learning and you want to start uh, whatever type of social media profile and you say, hey, I'm a crypto newbie. I'm going to learn about crypto. Learn alongside of me. I'm going to do research. I'm going to buy Bitcoin. I'm going to open a wallet, try and see what the best is. I'll do the research. Let's learn alongside each other and share some ideas. You're being very transparent about what you know. You're providing good information. You're helping the community and other people that are in the same place will want to follow you. And you start to become that hub. But now if you rolled out and said, oh, I'm Crypto Jane and I'm the expert. I'm going to tell you about all the latest news and tips and tricks and what's the best coin to buy, this and that. And you've never bought Bitcoin, don't know what Ethereum is, and black, blockchain confuses the hell out of you. People are going to see you coming a mile away. Anybody who's into crypto is going to notice real quick that you don't know what you're talking about. Just like if someone rolls up and says that they're a construction expert and they say, oh, hey, look at that cement truck driving down the street. Everyone's going to say, that person's not one of us. Or if I showed up to site with sneakers on. We all do that, right? You see the owner walk out, you're like, whoa, like, what are you doing? Not one of us. Don't pretend. You don't have to know everything. Know your stuff, help the community, and be transparent about where you're at. I would say another good way to explain it is people are tribal. And we can tell real quickly if you belong to our tribe or not. Use social media. This is not a must. If you only want that small network like I talked about in the opening, if you want to have a group of six or eight people in your office that's your community and you help facilitate, you know, and you guys go out after work and share information and you can be that person. A matter of fact, when you're at a company, from a title perspective, you could be very low on the title, but Dan and Sean and the other people with a little more miles on them, right? We could say, we know when we work at companies that there are people without big titles that are the leaders, because people go to them. And they probably go to them because they trust them. That's a big part of it, and that's why you don't fake things, right? So if, you, if your goal is just to have a small community, go for it. You can ignore social media. But if you would like to build a network of people, a large network that helps you access information and you develop a big community, you have to leverage social media because, you know, whether it's 8,000 or 24,000, you can't get those numbers in hand-to-hand -hand go to little meetings like this. It doesn't work. Or 50,000. And I wish I screenshotted this one, this one over 100,000 people. And I was trying to start a business 
And what would I pay to have 100,000 people, majority of them construction people in this industry and in this area, see my business? What would I have to pay for that? I'd have to pay a lot of money. And this one was even more powerful. You see 300 and something comments, right? But what happened was I wanted feedback from my tribe, my community, or I should say our community because I didn't have a community at the time or it wasn't what it is now. I needed to know what did construction people want in a logo? What did you guys like? So I got a great sample of what construction people liked in my business logo. But then it morphed to something else and I started to have graphic designers chime in and say, hey, you know what? Any of the ones with all the small detail in it, it's not going to work because when you go to print it out, it's going to get all blurred. And forget it if you ever want to embroider it. There's no way they can do the detail. You've got to clean it up. Other people went in and started redesigning the logos for me in the comments. Someone starting a business with no income and I'm getting free graphic design from people and amazing tips. So I ended up taking what my, my logo is now and you'll see those hash lines above the hook are gone, the windows are gone. I took that person's advice and settled on the one that my community liked. Can't do that. Can't get that exponential effect, that curve, that network effect, however you want to word it, hand to hand, but you can when you go with social media. So where's the leadership, Joe? The leadership is in doing the work. By doing that work in leading by example, you're earning people's trust. They see that you're committing the time, you're answering the DMs, you're helping people make connections, you're writing stuff, sharing that information. Doing the work is the leadership. And you earn the right to ask. Great book, very important concept on the title. Anybody familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, aka Gary V? I see the people nodding. The people that don't know Gary V don't know Gary V. The people that know Gary V know Gary V. And you may love him, you may hate him, but he brings a really important point here. Jab, 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 right hook. And what that means is give, 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 ask. I threw an extra give in there. And what it really should be is give, 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 ask. So by showing up and doing the work and putting people first and giving them the information they need and spending the time and always be helping, you earn the right to ask. It doesn't mean that someone has to reciprocate. We're not doing this because someone's going to owe us something after. Nobody owes me anything. But most people are good people. And if you're willing to help them, they're willing to help you. And that's what makes the network great because everybody wins when that happens. So before I close, I'm going to stop. We'll pause and I'll give maybe up to 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever for you to ask any questions about what you've heard so far.
about maybe what it takes to build a community, if the later leadership piece isn't clear. For the people that know Gary Vee will know that I'm stealing this from him. It's really patience. And it's funny, everything I'm talking about here is, is work. It's being patient and trusting. And I know if, you, if you're trying to get new members and you might want to ask them, say, hey, will you come be a member? You're better off giving them value and showing them value and let them come to you because the psychology changes. When you're calling people and asking them, it's, oh, this person keeps calling me. Like, why doesn't he leave me alone? But if you share enough value and they look and they're like, oh, like, I need to be part of that. And it kind of flips the script. That's where it becomes valuable, but you have to trust that. You have to trust that not asking is the way to go. Just continue to give, and then I think you'll find that with a little patience, they will, they will come to you. But you're fighting, a, you'll fight a difficult battle if you're not independent. I'm independent, so I can wait. I don't have to answer to anybody. If you have to answer to somebody, that's a little tougher, because you have to say, okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to keep doing the right thing, and in the end, that's going to pay off. But yeah, you picked up on something well. It's a... It's a tough thing to be patient, but you got to be patient. You got to trust it. I'm, I'm glad I did. Go ahead, Abby. With the give, give, give mentality. Yep. Um, have you faced like burnout? Yeah, like I said, that girl that looks a little crazy. There are some days where I'm like, "This is fucking stupid. What am I doing?" Right. Um, so yeah, you definitely face the burnout. And it's funny, I thought you were going to ask, do you get the people that you've helped a bunch of times? And then when you call them for something, they won't give you the time of day? I get that. And that's massively frustrating. But I do have to say, like, no, I'd be a hypocrite then. That means I was helping you because I wanted something from you, and that's not, that's not right. I'm giving it to the community, but still, I will know it's usually the person, and this is, this is what makes me mad. Like if, it's, if it's someone that you just helped a little bit along the way, but this will be the same person that will ask you for so much that you spent two hours or two and a half hours putting something together for them, mapped it all out, helped them, saved them $30,000, and then when you call, like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, you know, I really can't help you with that. And you're like, you mf'er. Like, like the, the rage that comes on, you know, makes it worse. But you have to know that those people are few and far between. Most people are good. So in that situation, what would be your response? Okay, if that's how you feel. And that would be the time, though, that... When that person calls again, 
I'm not going to answer. Like, because that's just, it doesn't mean always helping and putting people first doesn't mean being completely run over and doing whatever they say and jumping through. Like, that's not what this is about. A community, it's, in, it's, it's inherent in kind of the word, right? When you say community, you think of like a group of people working together. If someone's an asshole and is just wants to, instead of give, 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 ask, wants to take, 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 well, that's not someone that's part of the community. Going back to those arrows where they're going back and forth, the information's going back and forth and everybody's sharing, that person's not sharing. All the arrows are going out right towards them. That's not part of the network. That's a solo person. With that mentality, do you find yourself getting taken advantage of a lot, or do you find it to be like people are respecting you for, for that type of... Yeah, surprisingly, no. It's a, a, maybe it's happened two, two to three times it's happened to me. And ironically, Dan is sitting in the room, one person that we both have had similar bad experiences with was one of the person that I had helped countless times and saved that person lots of money. The person was being dishonest to me about the reason I was helping him and I would have helped him even if he was honest. And then when I reached out to him, it was radio silence. I want to point out you guys that are coming out of the Wentworth have a built-in community. There are a ton of us in the industry in Boston and a little less so in a few of the, the places that you get out of the city. But you're gonna go into any of these firms in the city, Wentworth grad, Wentworth grad, Wentworth grad. It's crazy how many Wentworth grads in this field are out there in the industry. So you've got that little, it's, it's just a little thing that makes it different. That, you know, it's something you can talk about, it's something you can, you can bring to the table, shared experience, like Joe said. Yeah. It's a community. You guys are already in it just by the fact that you're sitting in these chairs. Yeah, exactly. We have a shared experience. I sat here too. There's a lot more to it, but just as simple as that. Right? Any other questions before I move on? I'm happy to... Okay, great. So a bit of a recap. What is a community? Sean was just talking about it. A feeling of fellowship with others that results in sharing common attitudes, interests, goals, and experiences. Experiences are big. Shared experiences are big. You are the center and not the top. It's a big switch. You need to do the work. And in order to do the work, you need to love it. You have to put other people first, even though you're going to get burnt every now and again. Less than 1%. With the vigor of Alec Baldwin, always be helping. Know your shit. Don't fake it till you make it. Use social, again, only if you want that leverage. If you want your community of six or eight people, fine, you can text and email each other, not a problem. The work is the leadership. You are being a leader by doing the work for your community. And you earn the right to ask. Look at that, you guys recognize this place, right? And that place. And odds are, if you've done the work, you've put other people first, you've entertained them, you've made them laugh, you helped their career, 
you've made a connection for them, if you've done all those things, odds are they're going to help you back because that's what people do for leaders. That's it. Thanks, everyone.